Welcome to Talking Giants, 49ers 36, Giants 9. This is the most miserable show I've done of Talking Giants. I, I felt like we had to play that intro along with the like the loser by Beck doesn't do it enough justice for how terrible I feel after this loss. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. A lot to unpack, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a positive person. And I really don't think I've been this negative after a game, you know, like Eagles Monday night football is kind of bad last year, but we also like, you know, Eli was in, uh, I, I'm demoralized, man. I really am. I'm a person who tries to stay positive and I'm just demoralized that we got blown out by a team that was this banged up. Um, you know, the cute Daniel Jones might be his worst game. Like we'll, we'll, I think we'll talk a lot about Daniel Jones to start this off. The defense could not get off the field. I think the 49ers literally scored every single drive. Justin, talk me off a ledge. You're telling the wrong person to talk you off a ledge because it was last week was my demoralizing week because I really thought that last week was going to be the win. And this week I predicted the Giants would score 10 points. Did I think that it would be this much of a blowout? No. But, Bobby, this stinks. This absolutely 100% stinks. Uh, my co-host of Bleeding Blue told me last year in the midst of a nine-game losing uh, stretch that we had in 2019, he told me, I now associate your voice with misery. And Bobby, I really hope that we, get, that we don't get to a point this year where we are associating our voices and getting behind your microphone with pure misery, but we're, we're really getting close to it. Cause it's been three seasons for me podcasting on the giants and two seasons for you. And it's, it's tough. It is. It's tough to watch. It's tough to talk. Um, it's tough for all of us and everyone that's listening to this, regardless of whether you're, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, I'm still a fan, which all of us, all of us are, no matter if you're that type of person to say that publicly, or you're the type of person to get really upset and say, I want Mara gone. I want Gettleman gone. I want this person gone. I want everybody gone. It is all justified. Every feeling is justified because this sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I we usually don't talk about Gettleman like, unless it's like, Hey, the giants did this and we're going to have a conversation about them. That I mean, you know, it's a, uh, it's rough. Three games in, 0-3. You lose to the Bears like that, man. And let's start with, at top, the offense and Daniel Jones, Justin. I, I, this is the most disappointed I've been in Daniel Jones. 17 for 32, 179 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. I mean, certainly he's had, you know, he had a three-interception game against the Patriots last year. But even then, it's like, you know what, we were so outmatched in that game, and we actually fought and played hard in that game and made some big plays on offense. I mean, one, the, the interception, man, I have been the biggest preacher of like, hey, this guy's going to make sense. It's not the fact that, oh, he just had a turnover. He continues to have turnovers. That interception made no sense. I'm still, I'm just dumbfounded by it. You were down by one score. You get the ball at the half. And a 10-yard a pass that would have only, if it's completed, you are still 30-plus yards out of field goal range. And to force it in there, um. It just didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense that he did that. Like I said, I love that he forces and takes chances, but that one didn't make any sense. It was a 10-yard pass at, with less than a minute left in the half. And get, it just didn't make any sense. And, you know, the rest of the game wasn't – it wasn't like that was like the one bad moment. No. I mean, miss Ingram on that out route. Um, he, had, he had bad throws. The, the pitch to Ingram, which was more on Ingram, but still, like, it was a bad pitch. 
some people said he got hit by Caden. I'm I'm not exactly sure. Nonetheless, it 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 wasn't a great pitch, but that I do put that more majority of the blame on that on Ingram. The people that want to move on from him, this is the game. This is this is the strongest their opinion has been because it like it's not better than last year. It's supposed to be better than last year, and I I, I will we'll talk about Jason Garrett and I had some of these takes privately between me and you this past week, and I'm putting them out in the open this week. It's just frustrating because it seems like. We're, it's, we're not even being aggressive in making mistakes. The offense is not aggressive at all. I mean, when's, we haven't had any throws into the end zone. We, we, there wasn't a single throw into the end zone this game. Bobby Bull, game. here's the thing. Bobby, Bobby, we haven't even had a single snap in the red zone today. We didn't, the, the closest that we got was like the San Francisco 30-yard line. There, there wasn't even a snap, and Daniel Jones was pretty much the main culprit this game. The one opportunity that we did have to get into the red zone that first drive stemming off of the, fir- uh, the second half, that first drive that we had, which was a, almost a seven-minute drive, which, by the way, that seven-minute drive that we had in the third quarter, the first drive of the second half, that was like the total time of possession that we had the entire first half. <laughs> so that's bad. That's terrible. And Daniel Jones completely missed a wide-open Evan Ingram uh, on, a, I believe it was a first and ten. So – I don't, I'm not going to come out and say this is the worst game that Daniel Jones had in his, in his pro career because there were some multi-turnover games that he had that he had last year. I'm not going to come out and say that. But definitely what game just was worse over – no, I, no, I don't go off the, step, the eye no, test. It, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it matters. I, I don't think it matters if there was a worse game and we're just not identifying it. But no, regardless, the big macro, big picture thing that we're now thinking is – this is the worst that we are feeling about Daniel Jones because it is in year two and because we're supposed to be seeing these improvements. Bobby, I don't want to get too super analytically and too super uh, uh, statistical right now, but there's a, there's a metric on football outsiders that's similar to war in baseball, which is wins above replacement, that basically just calculates, except they calculate this in yards, about how many yards is a quarterback costing their team in negative terms and how many are they contributing in positive terms above the replacement level. Daniel Jones is off to one of the worst stretches, and this was just off of the first two games. I would love to see what it looks like after the first three games. One of the worst stretches in NFL history in terms of costing his team yards. And it's because of the turnovers. It's because of the turnovers. He's off to a terrible, terrible, historically bad start. It depends on, on what your view of it is. Is it growing pains? Is it what? I, it's frustrating. Um, I do want to put it in context, though. Like, like two touchdowns, four interceptions, um, 233 yards per game. Kyler, who everyone was saying should win MVP, he's 262 yards per game, four touchdowns, five interceptions. So, but at the end of the day, these were like these are year two games where you it like like I said, year two changes things where you just you like oh man, this is this is just this is demoralizing. Don't, like Darnold's bad games in year two. It's like, man, this is year two. Maybe you shouldn't have as bad of games as this. I mean, it's, you know, it's not the ghost game, but it just was bad. Um, this was a Dwayne Haskins game where he missed open people, where he has yeah. that dumb decision that makes – like this was a Dwayne Haskins game. And if I was a, a Washington fan, I would be like, look at this. Like you have every right to be mad at him for this game. Yeah. Um, the thing about that Engram throw, not to totally just go back to that, but I wanted to say it when you had that point. But the thing about that Engram throw, Engram was open. That was like the best route that Evan Ingram. The first time just, he's been open all season. To I, be I was honest. about to say that, that was probably the best out route that he ran all season long. I don't know what the separation looks like in terms of, like I said, that that wide open throw that that Daniel Jones just totally missed. It was outside the numbers, which 
I guess we do we need to have a conversation about Daniel Jones's accuracy outside the numbers and by the sidelines. A lot of people, a lot of analytics people, that's what they told us. That's the one thing that Jones was really bad at. And there was a couple times where he had Slayton, one particular throw where Slayton was wide open on the sideline and then he missed Evan Ingram. So I think he's kind of gun shy going towards the sidelines. Is that a thing we need to talk about? I don't know. We'll save it for Wednesday show, but Ingram was open. That was, the, <laughs> that was the best route that he ran all, all year long. And the decision by Jones just was, wasn't bad, but it was just a terrible throw. He just threw it, he just threw it behind him. Yeah. It's frustrating, man. And, we, we look bad, man, and we, we're going to have a, a high draft pick again this year, and the rest of this year will be about it. Like, that'll be the biggest thing about the season is evaluating where Daniel Jones stands. Now, um, I still believe in the guy. I think he, yeah. he is going to get better. Um, I have some questions about Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator, but I, I still do believe in the guy. You know, I, I'm, I refuse to overreact, you know, react to two bad games. You know, after Pittsburgh, we were talking about – like, we were very pumped about – every all Giants fans were pumped about yeah. him after the Pittsburgh game. So, you know, I just ref- like if if you want me to overreact to two games, I'll just I'll just never be your cup of tea. Where I you know where I I just dump I dump a guy after two games. Now, if it continues like this the whole season, then you have then then we have a conversation. You know, week week thirteen, week fourteen, and it looks like this basically every week. That's when you have the conversation. Um, which. By yeah, the way, I have, I have I have something on that though. Just again, kind of continuing to try to just put a bow on this whole situation, uh, Giants fans, um, if you're listening to this and you're tweeting about Trevor Lawrence, which the, ma- the, the vast majority of you aren't, uh, I'm, I'm proud of everybody, but regardless of what you think of Jones, regardless of what you think about the Giants draft this year, and you're already thinking, or you're already thinking about it, we're not drafting Trevor Lawrence tomorrow. We're not. The, the NFL draft is not tomorrow. It's ironic that patience is coming from me right now <laughs> when I was saying it's totally fine to be frustrated and all feelings are valid, but still the NFL draft is not tomorrow. And you were definitely excited about Daniel Jones after week one. So stick with it. And three weeks from now, if we're seeing the same things, we will change our minds and we will change our takes. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I also haven't like evaluate like watch uh, Trevor Lawrence and evaluated him. So the last game I because I don't watch college football in season a ton. So the last time I actually watched Trevor Lawrence, he was he was actually worse than Jones was in this game. Anyways, I, I'm actually like if there's one guy I'm intrigued by, it's Justin Fields. Like, why are we gonna do someone who does like kind of the same things that Jones? Like, why don't we just go? Why don't we get like this new age field court, quarterback in Fields? Anyways, yeah. I'm trolling a little bit there right now. Um, I also like I, I can't just repeat everyone. Like this guy's generational. I haven't watched him, and I'm not gonna pretend. I'm not gonna repeat others and then go watch him and change my take. So we'll, like I said, that's be how, patient. Talk about that. Li- we'll talk about that later in the season if it continues to struggle like this. That's how people got in trouble with Dwayne Haskins. They they heard the two big people at ESPN probably say that he's really really good, and then everybody else said that he was really really good, and then it turns out oh he's really really bad, and everybody yeah. has to backtrack. <laughs> so. And you know what? Jones hasn't been good this year, too. So it's not even like we're talking trash. Um, that leads to Jason Garrett. Dan, er, Danny, sorry. Justin, we had these, I had these conversations private with you this week. Uh, there's nothing that inspires me about Jason Garrett's offense. It is all close to the line of scrimmage, short yardage stuff. The way, like Evan Ingram, like, you know, ironically, he did get open and, and Jones missed him, but he hasn't been open all year. Why isn't Evan Ingram wide open all the time? Why isn't he this mismatch guy? It, it's just not happening in the, in the Jason Garrett offense. Like you said, going into this, it seems like it's a curl 
and then an out route every time for Evan Ingram. It's very bland and boring. Last game, granted it was against a, a good Chicago team, but last game they did not run any down-the-field route combinations. None. The most was like 18-yard, 20-yard curls on play action. They didn't. There's no downfield concept in this Jason Garrett offense, man, and it's frustrating. And you say, well, it's because we want to rein in uh, Jones and – and, and keep him from making mistakes. Well, guess what? The mistakes are happening because everything's short and everything's having them be in a tight window. Spread the field, Jason Garrett, man. And I, I'll get lit up for this, but I don't care. I love the way Pat Sherman ran his offense. He wasn't cut out to be a head coach. He, wasn't, he, he just wasn't. But I love Pat Shermer's offense. And you know what? We saw Jones play really well in this offense. We saw them put up points. The Giants had a better game against the New England Patriots, who had a great defense last year with John Hilleman at running back, no Sterling Shepard, no Evan Ingram, a worse offensive line. We saw the Giants' offense put up more of a fight in that game than they, had, than they did in this one. So I'm just – I'm frustrated with Garrett. You know, I, I'm not – you know, it's three games, so he can turn it around, but there's been nothing inspiring. The run game is ridiculous. We run and fought – like. We are constantly running the ball when they have more defenders in the box than we have blockers. I'm so uninspired by Jason Garrett. Open up the playbook. Let Jones move it downfield. And if he doesn't have audible control, give it to him. He should, like, I don't know what the deal is there. I am just frustrated with Garrett, man. And I hate to be, because I hate, I don't like to be the overreact guy. I don't like to be the react to a few games guy. But there's nothing that inspires me with Garrett. And I feel like it's James Betcher all over again, man, where it's like, you know what? You actually had some success in your past, but it was because you were with a talented team. And that's what it seems like is he's, he's coaching the same way he did with the Dallas offensive line, with wide receivers, with Zeke Elliott, with a, a good tight end. And it, it seems like he's coaching it the exact same way. There's been no creativity in this offense. Um, yes, there was the trick play that got screwed up. But it just seems like a boring offense. The run scheme has been high school run schemes. I'm serious. It's the same stuff we ran in high school, and we got critiqued for being too bland. It's zone, a little bit of power O, and that's it. Finally, he opened up their RPO game. We didn't run a single RPO in week one and two. Look what happens. Uh, One gets called back because of a slight in holding, but there's 60 yards of rushing off of RPOs, off Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the leading rusher on this team. Times like five. Like and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has the only rushing play of twenty plus yards to start the season so far. He, he has, I think, like ninety something yards on the on the season. The second leading rusher is like twenty eight yards. Again, thought it was ten carries was third, from the like running backs and seventeen 34, yards. Thirty four. Thirty four. I think Saquon is like thirty four yards. Okay, so ten carries for seventeen yards, and. I went and looked at those plays. There was a lot of like five blockers versus six in the uh, the box, six versus seven. And granted, the offensive line and tight ends didn't help. I actually went and looked on the negative on bad run plays, so plays that weren't three yards or more. Um, granted, we didn't run the ball a lot, so these numbers will seem small. Guys who made like had bad blocks, uh, and Andrew Thomas too. Will Hernandez, zero, although he struggled in the past game. Nick Gates, one. Kevin Zeitler, two. Cameron Fleming, three. Evan Ingram, one. Caden Smith, one. It's just I'm I'm really bothered by the Jason Garrett offense. I hope it changes. I hope it changes because you're not going to fire an offensive coordinator in season. At least I don't think we will. But I see why Cowboys fans hated this guy. I really do. Yeah, the the thing with Garrett, Bobby, is I think I wrote one of the most comprehensive previews of Jason Garrett on TalkingGiants.com over the offseason, and I kind of started out the season thinking, oh, this was wrong. But no, it turns out exactly what 
I found and exactly all the charts that I dug up and all of his play calling tendencies that I dug up while he was a play caller, it's all true. You know, the, the low rush rate on first down, the high passing frequency on first down, is that because Jason Garrett actually wants to throw the ball on first down? Or is it out of necessity? I don't know. We'll find out if a running game ever appears for this football team, which it probably won't. Um, and then also the thing that you touched on, and the main thing that you touched on, was the air yards. The average air yards. Bobby, the, I'll, I'll resend you this, this graph, and I may even repost it this week. It, is, it should not be surprising that Jason Garrett is not stretching the field. I know earlier in the offseason we talked about Air Coriel, which is the quarterback's eyes. They're looking down the field first, and then they work their way back to the intermediate part of the field. So, sure, that's Air Coriel in theory. But in execution, what Jason Garrett has done, there were two other NFL teams that, was, that were lower than Jason Garrett's offenses in average air yards from 2007 to 2011, and that was the Saints – and no, I actually think he might be the second lowest. So this shouldn't be a surprise. And I'm going to play devil's advocate in terms of Jason Garrett, especially today, between the turnovers and between the Jones missed throws that he just doesn't see Slayton wide open or he doesn't want to take the chance of throwing outside the numbers and to the sideline, if that is a thing that we now need to talk about with Daniel Jones and then also the missed throw that he did have to Evan Ingram on the first drive of the third quarter. And of course, the turnovers, the turnovers, the turnovers. I'm not willing to throw Jason Garrett under the bus until the players around him, and especially the quarterback, can put the team in better situations. But look at what Shermer did with this offense. This, this offense scored points. This offense regressed, and it shouldn't have. This offense should not be regressed from last year. I am with you. It yes. should it be. I, you can bring up a couple, some bad throws. And, I, you know, like I said, I am very – like this was a bad game from Jones. But this offense put up points last year. It had games where it went off. And this is a game where they should have not – like did, did we have any games where we scored nine, less than 10 points last year? No. And the offensive line is actually doing a halfway decent job pass blocking. Um, yeah, Daniel, the, Daniel Jones's average time to throw today was 2.9 seconds. Yeah, the, like they're not perfect, <laughs> no, like granted, but he's actually giving them time to throw, and it just seems like nothing is downfield. So what has changed? Did Jones all of a sudden be go like change from that gunslinger mentality? I'm telling you, he's real. Garrett has reeled him in too much, and I hate it. I hate it. I said Pittsburgh week one, we can do that because of the defense we're playing, but it's just it feels like nothing is downfield. Why is Evan Ingram never open? I grit Evan Ingram has been wildly disappointing, but Evan Ingram has been open in the past. Like, why is Evan Ingram never open? And you could bring up one play to the sideline, but when when has there More, been right. another time where Ingram has been wide open? When? The interception. <laughs> but he wasn't even open on that play. He was open. Daniel Jones just threw it behind him. It's, it's half a, you, you get on me for talking about separation. Is a half a yard open? No, it was just, it was just bad ball placement. It wasn't totally open, but it was still a good route that he ran. Why, so, why is Evan I'm Ingram not, not wide open, though? I'm not disagreeing with you on your points. Garrett has been wildly, wildly disappointing. But based off of the things that we talked about on this podcast, I, I think I brought up every single point that I wrote in that article. I brought a very single point in that, in that podcast. And we were like, oh, yeah, good. You know, the, the average air yards, you need to rein in Jones a little bit. And I get your point, you know, where if everything's a, a little bit. Everything, like, every, listen, 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 
everything is balanced. Everything is nuanced in football. You don't want to just be solely black or white where, you know, oh, we're throwing the ball 40 yards downfield and our completion percentage is 40% or we're dinking and dunking, dunking, we're throwing the ball five yards and our completion percentage is 70%. Everything is nuanced. You want balance in a game plan. And the Giants just flat out don't have balance, whether it's running the ball or also how they're, how they're throwing the ball. But at the same time, Bobby, and I, you're, I know you're not going to deny this because you can't deny this, Daniel Jones by himself and with his play and with his production, it has taken way more points off of the board than it has put on the board. And that's on him. Is he a guy who made big plays last year? I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking about this I'm year. Saying, you're talking about bad, Garrett. But why, why has there not been more stretching? Like you can play it safe and also have I agree deep with concepts you. on the same play. You don't, it doesn't have to be this play is a deep play. This play is short play. You can have both in one. You can have, you know, one read is deep, two reads are deep, three reads short. We're, we're agreeing with each other, but we're talking about two totally different points, I feel. I'm with you. I, I'm with you, and I think you're with me. Where, I mean, do we think Daniel Jones got dumber in the offseason? No. No. Do we think we got game less accurate in the offseason? Because he missed no. throws last year, too. He made no, bad been, decisions last year, too. He's been more accurate to start this, not this game. His, his completion percentage over expected was negative this game by 12 points, which is terrible. But he's been more accurate to start the season than he was last year. Then why aren't we putting up more points? The offensive line is better. It's basically the same weapons. We were banged up all last year. Well, here's, here's also a conversation about the weapons. Do they not feel that they have the personnel to expand the field? Besides Darius Slayton. But it's Golden the same Tate. as last year, though. It's, Golden Tate's not going to expand the field for you. And I'm, this is not me just hating Golden Tate. Golden Tate has historically been a wide receiver that has a very low average depth of target. I agree, but my point is it's the same guys as last year. Did we lose somebody? That's the thing. There's no reason for it to have regressed. There's no reason. Jones deserves a lot of blame. I really do. But I feel like this offense is so bland. This off, I got criticism for calling out Jason or James Betcher last year too early. Everyone's like, oh, how could you blame the personnel, the personnel? Does, do what you can to do in your personnel. And, like, the defense was struggling. I'm actually not mad at Graham for this game, which we'll, you know, we'll get to in a second. But it just – how is Evan Ingram never open? He was open for Pat Shermer's offense. He, there, was, there was many times where Pat, Evan Ingram was just wide open for, uh, for Pat Shermer's offense. He, he hasn't been in Jason Garrick's. Um, there the was some mesh. has been there was, brutal. There was some mesh plays. Um, you saw Evan Ingram get some catches on third down today which was nice, but it's, again, why don't we see that a little more often? Let's go to the run game briefly because there's not much to talk about. For the, for the season, our running backs have 41 carries for 78 yards. That's less than two, point, two yards per carry through three games. I mean, that's, that's brutal. That is just flat-out brutal. And I, I don't, like the offensive line surely has not done a good job, but I, honestly, I blame that on scheme too. Why are we running consistent? Like, if they force us to throw every play, then we should throw every play. Because they are stacking, like, not stacking the box, but they're just putting one more defender in, and we're trying to run right into them. Like, they, you know, then that's what the negative plays were. Um, 41 carries for 78 yards, man. We're asking guys to make crazy blocks, like these stretch blocks when we're pulling. It's, it's a mess. It, it really is a mess. Andrew Thomas struggled um, in this game, run yeah. and pass. Hernandez struggled in the pass game. Um, Gates... Gates seems to be everyone's scapegoat. Um, I was fine with Gates in this game. I'm, I, I need to watch it more closely in my offensive line report. Um, but there's nothing that alarmed me out of Gates. Zeitler had some bad plays. 
Cam Fleming was kind of just who we expected him to be. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how they fix this run game. I really don't know. No. And that's the problem with Puller Hernandez is like, yeah, he wasn't bad, but he actually, he also hasn't been dominant either. And that's what, that's what we like. Will Hernandez needs to like become a pro bowl player or a, yeah. a borderline pro bowl player yeah. for a second round pick who has his pedigree. Um, it can't just be, he's not bad, you know, and it needs to be, he, he's really good and he's a difference maker. What did you think of that uh, fourth down play call, the QB sneak? I didn't like it. I mean, yeah, kind of predictable. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they everyone knew what was happening, you know? Yeah. Like, why not give the running back? I, I'm not a big fan of QB sneaks on fourth down. Third down, if you want to do it, go for it. But fourth down, I'm just – I'm trying not to be captain hindsight, but I just don't like it unless there's no one in the A-gap. Unless there's That's- no one in front of the center, you do it. But that's exactly what I was going to say. It it should be a decision that's made at the line of scrimmage where Daniel Jones isn't the dummy. <laughs> hey, if there's somebody in the A-gap, give it to the halfback or go to what you call two plays in the huddle. You would call two plays in the huddle in high school. Option A, QB sneak if nobody's right in front of you. Option B, play action, something different. On, on fourth down. I mean, it's not, this isn't rocket science. So the fact that they were all crowded around the center, everybody was just, you know, forcing, forcing in and cupping in towards the center and cupping in towards the A-gap, waiting for Jones to do that. Um, just I, I, uninspiring, uninspiring. So, you know, uh, we're, 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 once again, we're agreeing on Garrett. Um, just very, very uninspiring. And another turning point. Bobby, this football team is too bad, too bad. And, you know, w- once again, we can look at these itty-bitty moments. We this is way less than weeks one and two. But once again, we can look at this football team and we can w- look at this game, especially through the first three quarters, and say, oh, this, this moment, if they executed this moment correctly, it could be a different game. If they executed this moment correctly, it could be a different game. Like I said, it was way, it's way more apparent in weeks one and two than weeks three. They were going to lose this game no matter what. But this team is too bad, too bad of a football team to have so many of those moments. They are too bad of a football team to overcome those. Yeah. You got anything else on the offense? Um, two, I had two questions, and I forgot the second one, but I know one. You, you on the trade Evan Ingram boat? Yeah. I mean, what does he do? What does he do good? Seriously. He has not been – he's not a game-changer in receiving game, so he's not worthy of being a liability in the, in, as a run blocker. They clearly don't view him as a wide receiver. So, trade Evan Ingram. Yeah, at this point, what are you getting back? That's, He's not a game changer the, for us. That's the unfortunate thing. You you would have to really find a team. Hey, maybe we can maybe he, we can ship him off to the Houston Texans and they can give us like a third round pick. Yeah, you they know need what? a playmaker. Like, maybe he'll go somewhere and be great. And he was off to a great start last year under Shermer. He got hurt. Another thing. What's different? What's different? He's not hurt this year. What's different? Uh, what is different about this offense? I, I don't the know. offensive line's a little better. That's the difference. This off Jones can actually trust. Like although Thomas has struggled, Jones does not have to worry about his blind side this year. There's going to be some bad plays, but compared to last year, it is a total game changer of Jones in the pocket compared to last year. Yeah. you're not worried about him getting bl- blown up on the left side. He struggled this game, no doubt, but you're not worried about that. So why aren't we? Why like why aren't we going downfield? I, I can only imagine what Shermer could have done with Andrew Thomas on his blind side. And I know I'm going to get lit up in the mentions because people say I'm praising Shermer. Shermer wasn't a head coach. I, I'll give you that. 
But I liked I liked the way he ran his offense. Yeah. I did. He's not a head coach. I like the way he ran his offense. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's no scenario where. No, it's Sherman, impossible. But yeah, I'm just saying, Sherman why not do stayed. some of the same things? Why has Garrett not picked stuff up from other teams? Why? I mean, I feel I understand why Cowboys fans were ripping their hair out for years. Yeah, and that's why Tony, like Jones, they just need to give Jones the ability to audible and stuff because that's what saved Jason Garrett was Tony Romo being a coach at the line of scrimmage. Give Jones that ability. Get. You know what? If if we're going to be evaluating him, and if they want to, if, if we're in a position where they might make a decision to move off of him, let's see everything this kid's got. Run him more. Run him like. There's no excuse for us to not run to any RPOs in the first two weeks, and then when we do, it's our best plays of the year have been Jones running. And one of them unfortunately got called back, where it have been a first and goal, but he he looked great running the ball. I mean, if if that one doesn't get called back, he has 70 yards rushing on the day. 70. And, and we, didn't, we didn't even tr- attempt to do that. And not to mention that you can do that and also pass the ball and hand it off. Why are we doing that? I, saw, I, 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 I feel like I'm making Garrett the scapegoat, but I had the – you can be a testament to me. In private this past week, I have been saying this to you privately, that I'm, I do not like what I've seen um, from Garrett. And now after this game where it's not a great defense because they're banged up, I'm 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 frustrated, and I, I have to say all this. I am frustrated with Jason Garrett. He could turn it around. It's three weeks. I don't want to overreact, but through three weeks, I cannot stand what I've seen from Jason Garrett. Yeah, and the one thing that's worked in the offense has actually been play action attempts and play action passing. Um, play action passing has been the one time where Daniel Jones in the offense has actually tried to expand the field and throw the ball down the field. Through the first three quarters of today's game, we attempted three play-action passes. Three. (laughs) And that was the one thing that's been working. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because you're not. All right, let's take a break. We'll talk about the defense very briefly, and then we'll talk about Dave Gettleman. No holds bad. He he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the varsity – all right, let's talk about the defense briefly. I mean, it was a bad effort. I'll be honest, though. I, I, I wasn't, I'm not mad at Graham after this game. I actually thought they called aggressive. They just made better plays. They attacked our weaknesses. Um, Darnay Holmes, like, we have to expect Darnay Holmes to have some bad games, and this was a bad game from him. I'm not going to go off on Darnay Holmes. I, I'm just not. What I will go off is Devontae Downs is not just not the guy. I mean, he is – I laid off on him last week because he only got like 10 reps. But this week, Justin, I said it, one of these linebackers has to step up. And Devontae Downs just isn't it. He is not good. I mean, there was plays where it was flowing to Devontae Downside, and Blake Martinez was beating him over the top. He was playing slow with zero strength and playing bad gap responsibility. It was so frustrating. There was one play where I was like, oh, this is going to be a run stop. But for some reason, Devontae Downs, instead of going aggressively, plays right into Trent Williams. And it just leaves, it leaves them for a big game. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I can't wait till David Mayo's back or if they play Tay Crowder. Um, Downs, he's just not good. And listen, we didn't see him in camp. They talked about him like, hey, if he's good, he's good. But he's not. He's not a good player. And to be honest, this team is missing a guy like Connolly who plays aggressiveness. That's all we needed out of that spot. We didn't need someone to be a game changer. We needed someone to play aggressive. And that's Downs is not. He gets I mean, last week he got broken down in the middle of a hole. And what would have been a, a tackle for a loss or a zero yard game, it ends up being an eight yard game. He sucks. 
And I'm not mad at him because I never expected Devontae Downs to be a contributor. But he's just not good. He doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve reps. Is Devontae Downs this year's Curtis Riley? And who was that all-time special teamer that started against the Vikings last year that we wound up cutting? I Nate keep Stupar? on forgetting. Yes, Nate Stupar. So is is he this Stupar year's is Curtis? Devontae Downs. I, I don't know. I, I, have, I can't remember. <laughs> that's, but. that's a wild take. <laughs> that's a wild Downs take. is just not good. No, he's I, not. He's not. He's, he's, he's definitely this year's. I won't go as far to say Kurt. He needs to do some more bad things for Curtis Riley, but he's definitely this year's Nate Stupar. Yeah, I'm not um, like I said. I'm not mad at him. It's not like it's a lack of effort. He's just not like he shouldn't be in this position. No, that's not his fault. Um, um, about the defense, did you hear the quote that uh, Kyle Shanahan said after the game? And this is from Jackson Thompson, who pointed this out. We went on a lot of long drives today. They're better than not scoring, but long drives get a little bit exhausting, especially for me. I don't want to call that many plays. The time of possession, they had, they had the ball 40 minutes for the game. It's like 75 plays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was frustrating. I mean, they, they kicked a lot of field goals and kind of held them in, but it, it was brutal. But honestly, like the guys you want to see be good, were good. Like Blake Martinez was re- played really well today. He had two tackles for a loss, a sack. Leonard Williams, two tackles for a loss. Like those guys played well. Um, Bradbury gave up two catches, but it's like, we can't expect Bradbury to not give up, you know, two catches in a freaking game. Like, and he made – he was actually a playmaker in the beginning of the game. Um, like you said, Logan Ryan played well. Peppers went out. I hope he's all right. I mean, I, even Isaac Yedem, did he – like, he had some bad plays, but nothing, like, insanely bad. No. Um, no. Like, the guys we need to be good were good. It's just they attacked Darnay Holmes, which we have to expect. Um, and then uh, – and Devontae Down sucks. Bobby, I feel like the 49ers ran like five plays. They ran play action crossing routes. Um, what are the, Shoot, I said this on my Periscope stream, and of course I didn't write this down. They ran play action crossing routes, um, some design run plays, the design sweep plays, screens, and that, that's basically it. That's basically it. Um, their, what, their game plan wasn't that elaborate, and they were doing a lot of similar things over and over again. And if there's one thing, if there's really one negative thing that you are pulling from this Giants game, especially in the first half while the game mattered, it's just that they couldn't get off the field on third down. They're doing very well on first and second down, forcing teams into uncomfortable situations on third downs, you know, third and six and longer, third and six and longer. Um, You know, their first two weeks, you said they were eight for 12 this week. Yeah. 49ers offense and the first two weeks the Steelers were nine for 16 and the Bears were 10 for 17 so that's the one bad part is that they can't get off the field see last week I was upset with Graham because of that because it was a three-man rushes they were aggressive on third down and they you know the 49ers attacked our weaknesses so I'm not mad I I said I'm not mad at Graham for this game Um, I was frustrated with him last week with the three-man rushes I'm not mad at Graham for this game which team do you think had seven tackles for a loss and which team had two? Yeah, I'm willing to bet we had seven tackles for losses because they were running the ball a ton. And we know, we knew that the 49ers were not, they're not that great of a rushing offense this year. They're not. So the reverses ended up screwing us. I don't know how you fix that. Um, sorry, I can't tell from the, like how to fix that on TV. We also just can't stop crossing routes. It's, we will never, ever be able to, to stop them. Never. That's what happens when you have a, a slot receiver who struggles and Devontae Downs. Bradbury, I mean, it, it, and I'm not blaming Bradbury for this because you literally can't defend it. 
if the quarterback has more than two and a half to two and three quarters of a second in the pocket after, you know, after he fakes that play action fake, and there's a guy that's running a crossing route. I don't care if you have Deion Sanders covering wide receiver. These guys are going to be wide open. And it's incredible how we don't try to replicate that. And I'm just seeing a tweet from Zach Rosenblatt. The Giants are opening as 11.5-point underdogs against the Rams this week. 11.5. That's pretty substantial. <laughs> Giants 77, Rams 0. This age, Will. Shut up. Shut up. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about on the defense. Um No. The, I I really enjoyed Logan Ryan. Are we are we are we ready for the talk? Yeah, yeah. It's week three and we're having to talk about Dave Gettleman. I was not expecting that, and I'm not like, I I really go back and forth on Gettleman. Um, we did me and Danny did a show after the season last year grading his moves. I graded him as above average, but man, this team has not improved. There's no reason that this team hasn't improved, and eventually it has to go like the win loss record has to matter. I'll let you go on Dave Galvin. Give me your thoughts, and I'll, I'll bounce off of you. We were, we were talking on the phone before the show, and I had the initial thought that, oh, we had to take over the offseason, that it's not about wins, losses. It's about production here. It's about production there. And I said, I'm kind of, now, from now on, since you know, relatively only two years into this, and I'm two, year, I'm, I'm two, three years into my podcasting career, I'm no longer going going to have that taken sports loss record doesn't matter and that's not really going to determine whether guys in the front office get to keep their jobs the next year if i can interrupt you though it's true if the offense was playing well we expected the offense to play well and it hasn't it would be true that was going to be my point the offense was scoring points and the defense was struggling we wouldn't be well some people would be but we wouldn't be talking about dave get in week three our show would not be doing that if the offense was scoring points and the defense was struggling but the offense has, what, nine points this week? What was it, 13 last week? Um, 16 against Pittsburgh? Th- that shouldn't happen. And whether it's the no. coaches you hired or the players you, you brought in, that shouldn't happen. No, that was exactly going to be my point because then we talked about that and you look at exactly what's happening with this Giants team. Say what you want about the defense today not getting off the field on third down. If you want to have that take and you want to say that that's the the majority of the reason why the Giants lost today's game is everybody likes to put blame on one thing or the other when that's not how football works. And I'm going to try to say that as much as I can. Football is not just about putting blame on one person, one thing or the other. It's a team game. It's a nuanced game. It's a nuanced sport. So, But if we were looking at this Giants team and it's like, yep, the defense is the thing that's holding them back. We expected that. But the thing that we did not expect is this offense to just be completely putrid. And the offense is the, it, the, offense is the reason why we are 0-3. It is. And the offense has been pretty much since 2015. It even held us back in 2016 when we won 11 games, Bobby. The offense held us back. Yes, Eli Manning looked pretty darn good in that, you know, that playoff game against Green Bay. But the offense has been holding this team back for years and it is still continuing. It is still continuing. A, it's a franchise problem of four years in a row now where we, can, where we do not have any footing, any momentum, anything stemming on offense. The offense, like, we were, there's a reason why we were excited about the offense going into the season. Because we saw a guy throw a lot of touchdowns as a rookie. Because we have, you know, the wide receivers have not been good. They don't get separation. But they also, like, they're not total bums either you know you have a guy like Evan Ingram the offensive line is improved it's it's not great but it 
it 100% is improved. Even if it's just Andrew Thomas, that is a huge improvement over Nate Solder. And like as much as hate Nick as as much hate Nick Gates has got, um, he hasn't lived up to my expectations. But he sure hell has been better than Jalapio or Spencer Pulley. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Zeitler has had some struggles. Hernandez has been basically the same guy. Where it's like half the he's been in the middle. He hasn't been as bad as people make him out to be. Um, but he's been in the middle. And Cam Fleming has been worse than Mike Remmers. Um, there is reasons to be excited about the, the offense, and the offense just isn't putting up points. So that's – I think that's what it goes to back with Gettleman. So um, I don't expect an in-season firing, and if it is, I don't expect it to be in the first half of the season. Uh, I tried to think of some other GMs that were fired early in the season. I can't think of any. I also – like, I could be totally wrong. So if, if, if there has been, tweet at me. I, I haven't yeah. seen a precedent for that, but – you know, if the season continues like this and this is a consistency, even if, like, the like the offense, I really do think, has to improve because it can't be as bad as it's been. John Maris said his batting average has to get up. And as much as, like, the areas guys, like, that he drafted this year, like, you know, three of the top five picks haven't played, with McKinney, Parrott, and Lemieux. But he will be moved on from. Dave Gettleman, I, I would be surprised. Like, it's week three. I would be surprised if Dave Gettleman is not moved on from. And I think they're actually going to go outside the organization. I, I, I just don't understand. I don't think John Mayer – John Mayer, if anything, he listens to the fans. I don't see him trying to sell Kevin Ambrose to us. I mean, Bobby, the thing is, is that fans were clamoring for him to go outside the organization in 2018, and he didn't do it. So uh, that is my worst fear. My worst fear is Kevin Ambrose. That's 100% my worst fear. And – for fans that are talking that they want Gettleman fired now, there's more of a chance that Kevin Abrams gets the job if he takes over as general manager right now. There's more of a chance that he gets it because he is he is the next of kin as of right now. You can go get a general manager in season, though, too. It's not like a coach where it's like you can't bring in a new but head are coach the in season. But are, are the Giants going to go get – you can. If they were going to fire Gettleman midseason, yes. But I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't I think, think they're they going to would... do that. Kevin Abrams was the general manager before Dave Gettleman was, and he he interviewed for the job. But I hope they go outside. Three weeks though, but I get what you're saying. I I hope they go outside. Um, that's my big worry. Um, that's my big worry that they won't go outside. Uh, I think Kevin Abrams is being groomed for the job. Now, they started they started to show that based off of some of the things and some of the moves that they made this offseason, which a lot of them we agreed with. They the offseason, sh- this past offseason wasn't bad, to be honest. I mean, think about it. Bradbury and Martinez have been good. They have been good. The draft picks, like Thomas, you are, have confidence in. McKinney hasn't played. And then Parrott and Lemieux, they just haven't played yet. And Holmes, you know, he's a fourth-round pick who's been thrown in. So it's not even about this past offseason. It's just the fact that this team seems to have regressed from last no, season. No, but my, my overall point is that the franchise as a whole has showed signs of – doing things in a little bit of a different way, prioritizing Andrew Thomas and left tackle versus the flashy player of Isaiah Simmons at interior linebacker slash whatever the hell position he plays. So continuing to invest in the secondary, despite signing Bradbury, you still drafted Darnay Holmes. So all of these different things of looking at kind of positional value in this kind of way. And, you know, how are we going to surround Daniel Jones with the correct pieces? Obviously hasn't worked, but, we agreed. We agreed with those moves. So they've changed their line of thinking in terms of compared to what they were doing a few years ago. So maybe if they move on from Gettleman, they also go 
to the outside. Then they go out and they make an outside hire. What they, I really, what I really want is even if they don't go full oddball outside hire that nobody is expecting, at least during the hiring process, bring somebody in who is going to be a consultant that isn't Ernie Acorsi, by the way, <laughs> that isn't Ernie Acorsi, that is going to do a full, like, total pull-up-the-curtain look of your franchise and what is going wrong. Because they haven't even done that. Who, who they brought in as the consultant who hired Dave Gettleman, who hired Dave Gettleman, was Ernie Acorsi. That's who they brought in to, to really take a look at what's wrong with the Giants franchise. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I don't have like a, we need to get this GM because unless you've done it before, there's, it's really hard to judge anything. You're just going off of what other people say about you. Um, but I, I would be, I, 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 I cannot believe that, that they would go Abby Brooms. I would be flat out shocked. Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would be. I would be. I, I will I was, say I will miss the yeah. Dave Gettleman Twitter account. That Twitter account is one of my favorite accounts. He, he gets a good laugh out of me all the time. He's a, he's a loyal listener too. Um, so we'll miss him and his dumb accents. Um, hey, but you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. It'd piss people off. I was going to say 13 and three, you know, but that, that makes people mad. Now we're not going to play though. You know, we're only one game back op- optimism, but I will say it is hilarious that we are one game back in the division and we are also – there is a team in our division that hasn't won a game that isn't in last place. The Eagles haven't won a game, yet they are not in last place because they tied the Bengals. Second time in four meetings they have tied the Bengals, by the way. Aren't they technically ahead of the Cow- – no, the Cowboys won a game. Eagles haven't won a game. Um, Cowboys should have lost last week. That still makes me angry that the Falcons were social distancing around the, around the football on the onside kick. But my, my last kind of Gettleman thing – is imagine if they keep him and imagine if he's kept things would have to turn around big time because they were very close they were i'm telling you they were extremely close to firing gettleman and they didn't make that decision until very late in the process last season they were very close to firing gettleman so hopefully um hopefully they when they when this does happen they just go for the best available and you know for someone like myself that really likes jones there it should not be a gm you should go get the best guy. And if that best guy wants to move on from Jones and Judge, then you do it. Just get the best guy. Um, and I, also, I, I'm not going to pretend to know how, like, what GM is going to be what. Right, you know? right. But also that conversation of, oh, if a new GM wants to come in and move on from Jones and Judge, in terms of the, the priority list of things to worry about right now, that's very, very close to the bottom. So – Jones will make the decision for this organization by the rest of his play this season. Yeah. Um, as, as long as Jason Garrett doesn't screw him out for making that decision. Um, so, yeah. I mean, do, do we have anything else? I, 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 you know, I obviously ranted on Jason Garrett, man. But, you, I mean, if you've been listening to this for a while, you know I don't just like over – I try my best to not overreact to stuff. And I did not like the way – the way just they ran the ball in week one, and I blamed most of that on Garrett, more so than the O-line, even though the O-line didn't come to performance. I didn't like the way he called the Chicago game. And then this game just put me over the top, man. I feel like I said this stuff early with Betcher last year, and people fought me on it, but I felt like like when I am like anti a guy, trust me that I've worked through this, and I just – I do not like what Jason Garrett has done so far. The fact – I mean, look at how successful RPOs were, and we didn't run a single one in week one, week two. A single one. And what killed – like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it all over again. 
I'm, I'm, I am not, I'm, I'm very low on Jason Garrett. That's all I'll say. And the draft isn't tomorrow. So we can't no, make a decision not. on the draft. Un, unfor- unfortunately, unfortunately, the NFL draft is not tomorrow. And I refuse <laughs> to judge guys without uh, going off of, you know, what Bleacher Report says. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I just refuse. I have had a little bit of fun, like, trolling. Like, the last game I watched Trevor Lawrence play against a good defense, the last time I watched him play, he was worse than Jones was in this game. Less than 50%. Right. No you, touchdowns and interceptions. Bobby Skinner, a, you have said this seven times. I know. I'm just saying I've, I might I've be a enough. Justin Fields guy. I might be a Justin Fields guy. If, if one of the two, I might end up being a Justin Fields guy because at least he's a guy who's going to get outside the pot. Like, he's going to actually move around. You know, Lawrence has enough. legs, but he's Enough. Not. I don't want to hear it. We are not blame even in the Giants month of October not yet. Not, blame We're, the Giants fans, not me. Um, all right. So, if you tweet something at me negatively tomorrow, not going to respond. Do your best. I'm not going to respond. All right. We appreciate you guys. Seriously, appreciate you listening. This sucks. We hate recording after like this, three losses in a row to start the season. Like It sucks. It's demoralizing. We'll clean it all up and do mailbag on Wednesday. We'll talk to you guys then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.